2: Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, save money embrace simplicity, embrace it, and live a richer life. life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill.
1: Welcome to the Frugal Dogs Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about a subject we are completely. Unqualified to be talking about.
3: Neither of us currently have pets. No, but you all keep asking for this episode, which says to me you think we're qualified to talk about it. So we're gonna do
1: it. Yeah, there's two parts: saving money and pets. And we are definitely qualified to talk about saving money. And we have had pets in the past. Sure. So, I mean, let's wing it. I have. I have friends
3: who have pets. Yeah, yeah. and we're gonna turn to the internet mostly.
1: And sometimes it's the people on the outside that know very little, um, that have the strongest opinions. (laughs) And, And that's where we're at. So let's get into this by starting with our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Not Moving. By the time you hear this, I'll hopefully have completed my first half marathon in seven years. Hopefully, We'll see. Who knows? There's still time. Uh, I'm much older than I was then, roughly seven years older. So I have relied on not moving this week to recuperate. And there is nothing I like to do more when I'm not moving than read a book. If you'd like to try not moving and need a book to read, we've got a free one for you. Head to frugalfriendspodcast.com ebook to get Modern Frugal Living. That's our ebook with over 200 ways To save money. Again, that's frugalfriendspodcast.com/slash ebook.
3: Also brought to you by Doggy Bags. Disturbingly, the phrase used for both what you carry your leftover food from a restaurant in and what you pick up your dog's feces with. Doggy Bags aren't concerned about the room for error and misunderstanding, (laughs) they trust us to get it right. Doggy Bags for grown adults cleaning up after their dogs. Or your restaurant leftovers.
1: Yep. That is quite the word. Quite the uh, Uh
3: room for Uh misunderstanding. Uh I get that. It's Um, almost like Costco's Kirkland brand making chicken and boxers.
1: Yeah. Why? Well, because they can. Because they can. Uh That's exactly it. People buy it. Yep. Well, if you are interested in saving money on pets, we have zero more pet, like not even... In the realm of pets, so I'm so sorry, but we have some other ways to save money on things you love. So episode 189: How to save money on coffee, because we, I mean, we love coffee, and then lesser known one uh, episode 98: How to save money on raising your kids, because. Usually, you love those two, um, and that's with our good friend Caroline Vensel. Will
3: probably be a lot of overlaps between episode ninety eight and this one. I believe one, so. This is kind of like you know raising kids, your furry, your furry children.
1: Yeah. If you don't get everything you need from this episode, go back to episode ninety eight, and I'm I'm sure that will will finish you off. Uh, so <laughs> let's get into our first article that taught me a lot about saving money on pets, and that is from BuzzFeed and it's 14 money-saving tips that pet owners swear by. I liked this one because the first article when you Google like how to save money on pets, the very first thing on the list was try training your dog yourself. And I was like, that's, the wor- that's horrible advice. I think the list can only go downhill from here. <laughs> so I just clicked out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have a dog, but if I did, I don't like this advice. It's, I mean, unless you are gift a gifted dog trainer, then you, I mean that's something you should at least hire out. And but the article did say like you can you can get a course in how to train a dog, but I still feel like that after ha- I had dogs growing up, and there was no way like I even with a course I could have trained those things. So that is something I would leave to a professional, at least partly.
3: Unless you've grown up with dogs and you know what they need and the structure that they need. But still, ultimately, everyone knows that. Like either you're yeah. going to train your own dog or you're going to hire someone to train your dog.
1: That's a very obvious. People that I know who have tried to train their own dogs have always regretted it in my circle of friends. It is funny. I don't know
3: that I've put much thought to it, but anytime I hear somebody like, oh, he's still in training and they're training their dog, it's like two years in. Yeah, <laughs> like He's still a puppy. <laughs> yeah. So okay.
1: that is uh, not on this list, but it is something we are starting out with. But there are a lot of good tips in this one, like real life, real life owners, not just like writers trying to write the article that shows up at the top of Google. Yes.
3: So we probably won't go through all 14 on here, and some of them are overlap. But I do like the first one on this list. And I feel like being a non-pet owner at this point in life, it is the one I can speak most confidently to. (laughs) And it's just first things first, if you're thinking about adopting a pet. So this is for those of you who don't have any pets yet, but it's a strong desire of yours to pause and take a good look at your budget and your lifestyle to make sure you're actually really ready to make the commitment.
1: Yeah, people look at their budget but they don't always look, look at, at their, their lifestyle. lifestyle.
3: Oh, I have so many things to say about this. I am I'm not a pet person so full disclosure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But so, so yes, I could have a biased view of this, but I do think one of the greatest disservices that we can give to pets in our home is not actually having the time or money for them. I see so many people adopting specifically dogs who do need a lot of care and attention. They need to go out. They need to be fed. They can't self-feed like mm-hmm. some other pets. And so if you're gone all of the time, and it's important to you to be out on the weekend or out at night, it, your lifestyle just may not be set up to have specifically a dog. And I think that's the greatest disservice we can do is when we adopt that dog, then our lifestyle doesn't match up with it, and then they're trying to rehome the dog, and that's just I, I have I do have some strong opinions about that. Yeah. And then I also see people trying to take on pets. To prepare themselves for children. <laughs> and I just have like an unpopular opinion about that too, because I'm like, no. first of all, nothing is gonna prepare you for that. Nope. Second of all, in, enjoy what life is. Bring, introduce the pet afterwards when your life is already set yeah. up for a dog, not stopping your life now to prepare for the eventual child. And then, not to mention, a lot of times when you have a pet first and then a child, sometimes they don't get along. It, it. I have seen observationally it is easier to introduce a pet to a child than vice versa. Of course, I'm going to have plenty of stories out there of I had a pet first and then I had a child and everything went fine. Sure. But if you are the person without a pet or without a child yet, just, you know, number one on this BuzzFeed list, think think twice.
1: Yeah, I do. So I have seen a lot of pets acclimate really well to babies. So that's I, I think it's I would say more on the They'll get there. Yeah. It's, it's I'm speaking nice.
3: observationally, yeah. like my own friends. I'm not like trying to make broad yeah. strokes.
1: But I would <clears throat> I would say if you really want a dog and you're li- and you still want to have a life, then this is where your budget comes in because you're going to need to, even though you don't think or you don't want to, you're going to need to budget in daycare and boarding quite frequently throughout the year, more than you think you need to. And then if you spend less on it, great. But you need to have a sinking fund set up for, I mean, just look at what you did in the past, well, two years. Let's combine the last two years into one year and then save that much in a sinking fund for boarding and daycare. Of course, the last two years were COVID and everyone was at home. Well, that's why so. I said <laughs> combine the last, you probably lived one year of life over the last two years. Yes, yeah. So that's that can be your gauge.
3: Oh, so uh,
1: good. What yeah. stood
3: out to you on this list, Jen?
1: So, the second one, obviously, make sure you have the essentials covered, like food and medicine before you drop cash on toys, beds, and treats. And so this is another one that that comes down to checking your budget. And pet owners, we will get into practical ways to save, but like, let's just think fo- we're just gonna for foundationally, for people thinking about getting a pet, this is where we're starting. But so think about the breed you want. If you're going with a rescue, this may not be as important because from my experience, rescues use far less in in medicine and high-cost food. But if you want a specific breed, then doing research into the medicines that they're going to need later on in life or even upfront, the foods that are best for them because purebreds tend to have more restrictions um, and health concerns in that area. So not only is it more expensive to get a particular type of breed, but you also need to make sure you can cover everything else. Because like what we're going to say later on, it is not a great idea to skip out on food and medicine. And then think about the toys and the treats. Because I mean, also depending on the breed you get, you you could have a dog that destroys toys in 30 seconds or you could have one that you know keeps them for a month or longer. And, and so breed has a lot to do with how you're thinking about your budget. So it's not just like, oh yeah, I think I can afford a dog now. It's like, okay, but like which breed of dog? You have to think hard about that.
3: Continuing with this trajectory of becoming a pet parent, uh, number three talks about The fact that sometimes pets are going to enjoy playing with or sleeping on the things that you already own versus maybe some of the new or more expensive things that you might buy for them, this is where I see some overlap with having children. I remember you, Jen, when you had Kai. Your approach, because others had advised you in this way, was I'm going to have the essentials and then I'll see what I need as I go. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that's a decent approach for pet ownership and coming into pet ownership is. Let's have the essentials. Let's make sure that the the food and the medical costs are covered. And then see what they acclimate to. Mm-hmm. See what they're most interested in. This article highlights how they had a cat who was more interested in sleeping on an old sweater than a new bl- a new bed that they had mm-hmm. bought for it. And mm-hmm. I'm not advocating, like, we give all all of the, like, awful sloppy seconds to a pet. But it might be that they find most comfort in, like, their – Owners' old clothing, so yeah. I think that that's worth looking at. And I get it that it can be hard when you really care for a, a pet so much. Like I want to give them the new things, but if they're not interested in it, then that's just money wasted. So I like that tip too—to just see what what are they what are they acclimating to, what are they interested in?
1: Yeah, because unlike humans, it's it's harder to buy secondhand stuff for pets because they really do destroy the, like things. So like beds and toys and all of this stuff, they'll use it till it's destroyed. So there are some things, like unless you're going to DIY your own thing out of used fabric or clothing, a lot of this stuff you, you will have to buy new, unfortunately. But if there are secondhand pet thing options that we don't know about, we would love to hear about them in the Frugal Friends community on Facebook. But yeah, in my experience... You will pay a little bit more of a premium because you're kind of forced to buy things new.
3: I mean, I would imagine that at the thrift store, you could buy at least things to make a bed out of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Or children's yeah. toys that could also double
1: as pet toys.
3: No? Like rubber duckies? So they're or- not
1: made soup Well... Yeah, I guess rubber duckies, but like kids, <laughs> stuffed animals are not made That's super true. well. <laughs> They're even, not anticipating a kid's going really to it. Even really sturdy pet toys, like certain breeds can destroy uh, instantaneously. So. Well,
3: speaking of that, though, there are some thrift stores that are particularly, they support uh, rescue shelters, like mm-hmm. animal shelters. Yeah. And a lot of times you will have, that will attract pet owners to donate something. So there have been some thrift stores that I've gone into that, yes, it's clothing. And then it's also like a strong pet section as well. So that would be worth looking into. And I'm sure a lot of rescues in the area would even know of thrift stores that support them Mm -hmm. and then have maybe a stronger selection of secondhand pet items. Yeah,
1: that's a great idea. So my next one is kind of a combination of uh, four and five. So it's number five, feeding your pet a healthy diet and taking care of their teeth can prevent costly problems down the road. And then four is like make your pets meals or treats yourself to just check with your veterinarian first to make sure you're using only safe and healthy ingredients. So this is actually like a twofold when you are feeding your pet good nutritious food. You save money down the road on health care costs. We know this, even in our own lives. But it can actually be cheaper. Um, some of these like things like sweet potatoes, carrots, these things for dogs, like are way cheaper than like treats you would get from a store. And obviously, every dog is unique in what they will and won't eat but I have uh, I see very few dogs that won't eat anything that you give them except lettuce I have seen dogs turn down lettuce yeah, there are certain things yeah uh, so it's not everything but consider looking at the or asking your veterinarian looking at the lists and seeing okay what's super cheap that I can purchase for my pet one of the ideas I think it was on this list but Um, This guy just took sweet potatoes, cut them up like he normally would for himself, and I guess probably cooked some for him and then took part and just baked them at, I guess, like 200 degrees, kind of dried them Mm -hmm. and made treats for his dog out of sweet potatoes he already had. And they already sell them in like huge bags that it's so hard to finish. So what a great idea.
3: Yeah, I think pet treats in general can fall under that category of elusive, mysterious. We don't quite know how it's done, what it's made of. And like for me, that's beef jerky. Like I just thought, oh man, beef jerky. How how would I even make that myself? (laughs) And then I realized, oh, a food dehydrator. Okay. Yeah. And it made beef jerky and it's great. Anyhow, once we learn how to do something, it can be really simple and then a nice treat for your pet. So I do love that tip. Making your own Yeah.
1: It's not intimidating. The picture on the article has this like gourmet cupcake like for a dog. And that's the opposite of what the article is actually saying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be like complicated. It is. They're very like simple. You don't need to give them fancy cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Generally, pet treats do not have a lot of ingredients in it. It's a very simple they diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should not have a lot of ingredients in them. Yeah. This one I found interesting. And so I Certainly, we love to hear feedback on what works for you all in caring for your pets. Uh, The community voices are necessary. But number six talks about dental care. Uh, I imagine that this is, they're mostly talking about dog dental care, but they suggest seeing a specialist who can offer these services oftentimes less than a regular vet. So their experience was that a vet was going to charge a lot of money to clean two teeth, versus what a dental specialist was able to quote them at. It was like 60% savings, which is interesting. I think that's a little bit opposite of what I'm accustomed to for like human health care, yeah, that going to a specialist would be specialized prices. But on the flip side, I guess I could see that where if that's not typically what a vet engages in, they kind of have their more generalist types of care that they provide. Then they might hike up a price on something mm-hmm. that is seemingly more specialized. So I like that tip. I like, I mean, anytime that there's prompts to shop around, get quotes, see where your best price is on the needs of your specific pet, I think that's great.
1: Yeah. So, seven on this list is if your pet needs regular grooming, see if you can do some of it yourself. So, trimming nails, giving baths. I mean, maybe doing a little shaving. And a lot of that is manageable yourself. I know we had big dogs growing up and we would definitely do the baths. We would go have somebody else cut their hair because they were hairy dogs, <laughs> <laughs> hairy dogs. But yeah, my, my parents would clip the nails and do the baths and just get them groomed maybe like twice a year. And that saved them a lot. But you can also see if you can negotiate that in their wellness visit, if that's something you you physically can't. I mean, there was two of them, so they could you know tag team it. But if you cannot, you can see if you can roll it up into another service. I guess maybe you can. It's probably more expensive at the vet, but I am not sure. Just from hearing like. I didn't know that thing about the dental stuff, but hearing that, I was like, okay, maybe it's like premium there, but compare the prices to something with a, like a mobile groomer or a vet or something. Compare prices and see what works for you. Mm -hmm. That's a, a little bit
3: more of an obvious one. And I know oftentimes the reasons that people will choose to pay is because your pet just might respond better to someone else than mm-hmm. to you trying to clip their nails. So if if this is an area where you're deeming this is valuable for me to spend money in this area, then then that's great too. But ultimately, it's going to come down to that budget again. Yeah, What have you budgeted for? Where can you learn to DIY things? And then what's worth paying extra Yeah, money. definitely
1: something else to include in that budget to make sure you're ready. And I liked the comment from the pet owner. It's that they try, um, they can use, you can use Rover. I don't know what they're using Rover for, but I anticipate if you hire somebody on Rover, maybe they can help you like, you know, if you want to, if you need help grooming your pet and it's Mm -hmm. not unsafe for the Mm -hmm. Rover (laughs) employee, they could probably help you with something like that. So that might be another thing to try if you need um, another set of hands.
3: They also mention considering different places that would provide shipping, like auto shipping, on things that you regularly need. Food, flea prevention, meds, litter. Places like Chewy or Amazon or Petco often will provide discounts. So consider taking advantage of those discounts as needed, even switching around. We're, we're never going to be people who advocate for loyalty if it doesn't yeah. mean that you get a discount because of it. Yeah. And then they also mentioned tractor supply. If you have a local tractor supply around, they often have affordable pet items. Uh, I know a lot of times they cater to maybe the people more so with horses or larger animals, but you can find some of the necessities for Having pets? Oh like, no, they um, do dogs, and
1: they're big into. Dogs. I would consider
3: a dog the a dog a larger animal. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <but> do <laughs> so I learned recently, and this kind of ties on. There's another one in here that further down that says like get like stuff in bulk from like tractor supply type places. I recently learned about Rural King, and. I don't know. You've probably never heard of this, Jill. I haven't. It's just a few hours away. But apparently it's a big thing in rural communities, I guess. Uh. But I wouldn't even think the city that it's, it's not super rural. I don't know. Rural King. I met a girl and apparently this place is like Tractor Supply. But she goes into Rural King. She bought a pig. What? Yeah. So you can buy your your tractor supplies. You can buy your dog food, and you can also buy livestock oh, at wow. Rural King. Wow. Yeah. And I'm now it's my desire. Yeah. To find a Rural King. <laughs> yeah. Assuming that there's Storm. fair treatment of not the a, animals. Happening not a king there, of the but, rural, but yes. Uh, the, I, wa- I want to see it for myself. Uh, they don't advertise. Like you can't buy livestock online. I looked at the website. <laughs> That's but safe. Good. I'm glad she bought a pig there, and this pig is her pet.
3: So uh, now that you're saying that, the tractor supply near where I used to live in Pennsylvania would have chickens certain times of the year. Little little baby chicks under a lamp, and you could yeah, you could buy chicks from. Tractor supply.
1: Yeah. So these places love pets and you can buy big bulk, especially because you're going you want to be buying better food. So buy it in bulk. It costs you a little more up front, but your budget has, you know, you've worked out your annual budget to make sure you can afford it. So it shouldn't be a problem. But that's a, a great way to like save is like buying that stuff in bulk from places like Tractor Supply and and Rural King. Wow.
3: I don't have much more to say about this article except for number 11 because it's just so funny to me. Uh, (laughs) Starting a social media account for your pet to potentially get discounted products for that same pet. So I think that... The end goal with this tip is that you would become a social media sensation with your with your pet's photos and videos so much so to the point where you'd get enough followers to be able to get sponsorships and ads
1: for pet things for pet things. Yeah. We can actually do that as podcasters. Like they don't care about your they don't necessarily care about pets like that you have them. Mm. but that your following is big enough. Yeah. So if we ever get advertising for a pet company, we'll definitely give away all of the pet things we acquire. Mm. You let us know what you need. Yes, there and you And we'll go. get it tip. for you. Uh, and
3: <laughs> so. Granted, you might have better chances of getting quite a following by posting your pet over yourself, so... Maybe that's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what we should do. Frugal friends Instagram account should just be like little cats and dogs and birds and that belong to other people
1: and just like their fruit, their little frugal lives. We should. We should find a hamster that belongs to somebody else and, like, give him his own frugal <laughs> persona and just create, I'm, like, a frugal story.
3: Or the a, pig that you get him. from Rural King can or be, like, pig. our piggy, our frugal piggy bank.
1: Oh, oh it's happening. No. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, yikes. Uh, <laughs> where will the pig our live? Our own parody account. We'll figure it out. Oh, God. We'll have to check our budget. Yeah, I'm not sure we can afford it. And our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, And so I think the last one that I will say is to see if you can find, it says, a cheaper vet through animal groups in your area. So most communities have a low-cost vet care clinic, usually run by the local Humane Society. So definitely don't, I would say don't count these costs, like don't rely on the Humane Society vet when you're thinking about your budget, look at normal, like compare normal vets, because it can be difficult to get care at the humane society clinic. I know my mo- that's where my mom would take her dog, and it was not always the best care. It was it took a long time to like get in for emergency situations. Actually, when there was an emergency situations, she'd have to take him to like the to the like doggy hospital which was more expensive. So definitely look into it. And it's one of those things where it's like, try it. And if you get it, awesome. That's a bonus. But don't base your budget around, like don't rely on it. Uh, but definitely look for it in your area. See where it is. And try to connect with maybe some of these animal groups to see if you can trade for things. If you maybe volunteer, at the Humane Society or something, see what maybe trades you can get. I don't know. I do know that the Humane Society is always looking for volunteers. I don't know if they have things to trade. I can't say that. But it is definitely something to look into. Like if you volunteer at the vet clinic there, can you get, you know, free checkups or whatever? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. see. Just see what happens.
3: Yeah. And lastly, unconnected to that, but Buy Nothing Groups. They are good Mm -hmm. for other things, including pet items. I see tons of pet items going up on the Buy Nothing group, whether it's a toy that their particular pet didn't enjoy or food that actually wasn't recommended for their particular animal, all of those things. So whatever you typically employ for any other area of your life, those tips are not out the window. Uh, just because we're talking about pets, like all of our frugal living, problem-solving DIY mm-hmm. is relevant here.
1: Yeah, definitely. When it comes to financial advice, you gotta trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet.
3: Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter.
4: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. So our next article is um,
1: three dog expenses you shouldn't skimp on to save money in the long run. Uh, And so this is not just dog. It's like really any pet. These three things can count towards any. And it's we've kind of mentioned them before, but we will reiterate them again here. And I will say the numbers are in Singapore dollars. Mm. So that's just like, I looked it up and it's just like 75 cents to the US dollars. So it's like, you know, she said that there's an average cost of owning a dog over 10 years. There's study going high as like 26,000. We're in US dollars. That's like nineteen twenty thousand, mm-hmm. which is still a lot.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Y- annually that's yep. for some people that would require maybe a small side hustle mm-hmm. to be able to afford pet care costs. Yeah,
1: It's like nobody thinks you're going to be at the high end of the average, but like half of people studied are in the higher half of the average, <laughs> yeah. essentially the median, not the average, like, well, the average. Yeah. I'm sorry. Math. But you have to expect, uh, you have to at least plan that you're going to be in the higher half. And if you're in the lower half, Cool. Fantastic. Roll it over for next year. Right. But so like look at the average and think, okay, if it's going to cost me probably maybe $20,000 over 10 years, I have to budget $2,000 a year for this dog. And maybe you don't use it all $2,000 in the first year, but maybe something happens to that puppy. Like Allison, our friend Allison from Inspired Budget, they had a perfectly healthy dog who decided to jump a fence and got their leg cut in, got, oh. yeah, caught on the fence, and they had to amputate his little leg. <gasps> no. Little Joey. R.I.P. Joey. But he lived for three with three legs for a good part of his life. Okay, I remember that
3: she had a three-legged dog. I guess I didn't
1: hear mm-hmm. the origin story yeah. of that one. So you never think your dog is going to be in the upper half of that average. <laughs> you have to plan for it, though. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Well, I love this perspective of this article where – we're often talking about, where can I cut? Where can I skimp? Where can I save? And just like other parts of life, there are areas where we need to be able to spend in order to see long-term savings. Mm-hmm. But it is not always just about scarcity. Sometimes it's about values and value and this is one of them so mm-hmm. high quality pet food they mm-hmm. list here and i know that the other article mentioned that too because when your pet just like us is getting quality food that lacks you know fillers and preservatives they are going to be healthier which is going to lead to less health problems causing higher vet bills so spending you know those extra few dollars per food bag that Mm -hmm. you're purchasing, food can, whatever it is, is going to be really helpful in the long run. So that's not the place to skimp.
1: Yeah. So it's saying that you should look for brands that list meat as one of the first three ingredients. There are some people that say meat should be the first, but you don't have to like, unless your pet truly needs meat as the first ingredient, just making sure it's one of the first ingredients should be good enough. And then you can look for lower cost dog food from there as long as you have that parameter. Um, you can become a member at different like pet chains or sign up for recurring payments and those can save you a little bit more, like 5% or something. But they say that can save you between 90 and $360 per year depending on the food you're getting. And so this will just prevent you from having to do those refrigerated like raw food diets later on, like when your dog potentially gets kidney disease or diabetes. So looking at those first three ingredients. And then there's a ton of high quality pet foods that also have a generic brand. So if there is a brand that you like, look to see if the same maker has its own generic brand. So not just like a store brand, but Like these makers will have their own lower cost food as well. Mm -hmm.
3: I remember growing up, we had a German Shepherd and very specific diet that, that we wanted to have him on to keep him healthy. And I remember my parents would go to a wholesale supplier of the very pet food that our dog needed. So I think that that depends on Mm, your location, mm -hmm. but we happen to have a wholesale supplier in our area. So that's something to consider as well, if you can go straight to the source.
1: Yeah. You can probably reach out to the company, whoever's in charge of distributing their wholesale orders, or you can maybe give it a Google search in your area. I don't know if you'll find it there, but if there is a food you like or, or several you can call up their wholesale department and say, hey, do you sell wholesale to any suppliers in my area? And then reach out to the wholesale distributor to see if that is an option. Awesome. So the next one is the annual checkup. So just because your pet seems healthy doesn't mean it's wise to skip the annual checkup. And those typically cost around, this article says 300 but includes blood work, urinalysis, uh, fecal analysis, checks of the pet's major organs. And just like with checkups for us, it just keeps something that is mild from becoming an emergency. So when you catch something early, then you it saves you a lot more money in dealing with it than if you catch it late. So and that's this annual checkup is where people catch those things. And you can get it at, this is something you can get at your, the vet clinic because it's not kind of like an emergency thing. You can schedule this out with enough notice to be able to get in, or you can try to trade services with a vet. So if you have a service you could do for a vet professionally, or maybe just provide some volunteer hours if they do that, so this you can or maybe you work the front desk like, mm. you know, once a month or or something for them or, or do um, marketing or outreach like at an event where they have a booth. So just get creative in thinking like, where do you see the vets around town? What do you see happening at their offices and see if there's something you could do that you could trade services for?
3: And number three, comprehensive pet insurance we hear this all the time. I wanted to say that at the same time (laughs) I'm so glad we did. So many people advocate and have lived experiences of pet insurance being a lifesaver, a money saver, a pet saver. Mm -hmm. It's not mandatory to have pet insurance, but by spending maybe an extra few hundred dollars a year on a quality policy, It can cover expenses, like if your pet ever needs chemotherapy or surgical procedures. Some would even cover room and board if your pet needs surgery after an accident, illnesses, any type of thing. We've Mm -hmm. heard so many people say what an amazing value and investment having pet insurance has been. So as it relates to areas not to skimp on, absolutely, this is this seems worth it.
1: Yeah. And you can absolutely compare pet insurers. There's several that are listed here. So compare rates, but the earlier you get it, the more you save, the cheaper it's going to be annually. So that's going to be your biggest saving is just starting early, especially with breeds that are known to have more health problems. It becomes the longer you wait, the less affordable it becomes. And so it doesn't always make sense. But when you start as soon as you get the dog or the the dog is a puppy, it can really be affordable, like a couple bucks a week or something. So yeah.
3: Do you know what does make sense and can happen early or late anytime. And you'll always
1: get through. The The bill of the week.
2: Right, it's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hey, Jen and Jill, thank you so much for your podcast. It's been eye opening. I literally just discovered you guys just a couple days ago. My name is Sheila. I'm from the Chicagoland area, and I have an Uncle Bill, so that's awesome, and he's awesome, but the main thing is that after listening literally to your first episode that I listened to, which was the one with Cassie Joy, I cut my spending of my first grocery bill like a samurai sword. So I'm excited to try all of your tips and tricks from all of you and your cohorts that come on the show. And just thank you for doing this and making us not feel foolish and stupid for getting ourselves in this situation, but giving us ways to get ourselves out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Wow, Sheila.
3: (laughs) I have goosebumps. This is such an amazing Bill. You gave us both your uncle Bill, a person named Bill, because you know we love that. Yeah, so and we, then you talked about samurai, samurai swords. swords.
1: That was my sound effect for samurai sword. Ooh, that was yeah, good. I love that. That's the episode we did with Cassie Joy Garcia is so good. Yeah, that was, She is so fun. But yeah, man, and we are so glad that you feel supported and how to change, and not shamed for being where you're at. That is our goal. And I, I mean, thank you for letting us know that that's what we're doing.
3: Yeah, number one priority, just yeah. to help support and let you know we're learning along the way too. Yeah. So- Glad you sliced and diced that grocery bill and hoping to just give you more ways to slice and dice your bills.
1: Yes, absolutely.
3: If you want to submit your bill of the week, if it has anything to do with swords or uncles, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. We'll get to it.
1: When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet.
3: Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table.
1: You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions.
3: Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter.
0: Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details.
3: And now it's time for...
1: The Lightning Round. Round. Wow. Oh, it gets so much scarier every time you do it. Are you you were on another level, Jillian. So today we're going to talk about funny pet stories because I couldn't come up with anything vulnerable. Well, so maybe mine's a little vulnerable. Yes, you go first. <laughs> so I, this is the reason I don't have pets. So we grew up I always had dogs and they were never well trained and they would always escape the house. And then we would have to go like drive around the neighborhood looking for them to bring them back. And so much like I just so much of my memories of like growing up was trying to escape my house. Like in the smallest slit of the door as possible so my dog wouldn't <laughs> also escape. Oh. And it was so difficult when I had my backpack or like I was an ice skater, so I'd have my my suitcase with my skates or so many things I had to get out of the house, but it just had to be through the tiniest slit oh. possible. Uh-huh. But that wasn't enough. I also, I got a dog for free in college. Oh. I don't, I don't talk about this. I had a dog for a week because I got it for free. Like the Humane Society just like gave me this dog. I didn't. They didn't ask questions or anything. I spun a this. How <laughs> how crazy? I spun a wheel and I won a dog. No, from the Humane Society. Where were where
3: were you? What is this scenario? What's the I'm contest? in a bus.
1: So I'm at school and there's like a Humane Society fundraiser going on in this bus. Like maybe a trailer or something with all these dogs, and you're just like spin a wheel to win a prize. You win a free dog, and I'm like, what? and then they
3: picked the dog and just like I got the to dog pick to you? the dog because that, the
1: dogs were there.
3: That's on them. How long ago was this? Holy smokes! Because how how are they going to expect that a college kid spinning a wheel in a trailer? is going to be able to adequately care for this animal. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, it wasn't, it was like, it was grad school. So it was like not on a main college campus. (laughs) So they weren't on, they weren't actually on the college campus. It was just like walkable from where my class was. Right? But it was like a Starbucks parking lot or something.
3: I have so many more questions, but this is the lightning round.
1: (laughs) I had a dog for a week that destroyed everything it touched. And ultimately... My roommate was super allergic to it, and she's like, "You have to get rid of this." Aww. And so I had to bring it back, Aww. and it was like a really it was it was a one week, but it was super traumatic time. Oh, <laughs> this yeah, this feels vulnerable, right? For sure. Uh, okay. And so I don't have any. I haven't had any pets since then. That was probably like 2010, 2011. I hope that that pet found a good home.
3: It did. So home. somebody
1: actually, um, somebody who came over to my house to see the dog, and I and then I brought him back, and he's like, why'd you do that? I would have taken him. And then he went to the Humane Society to, like, pick him up, and um, he was already gone. Oh, someone else had yeah. claimed him. And it was enough, it was short enough time where it was not like he's gone, you know, in right, the dog right, right, cabin. Right right. right, right, Yeah. Right. So somebody else <laughs> won him at a, in a bus. Hopefully not. Hopefully he found a good forever home and the human society is not
3: spinning wheels and passing out puppies. Uh,
1: Looking back on the scenario now, it's like, yeah, that was not
3: good. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Well, mine is nothing like that.
1: My story. (laughs) I do.
3: I've got a lot of run-ins with animals. I'm gonna try and keep this short. Eric and I did have a bird. That was that was fun. Pequeno. Yeah, pequeno. Eric taught him how to beatbox. That was super cool. That was a cool bird. He was a little parakeet. He still is a little parakeet. We gave him when we moved, we gave him to neighbors who were bird people in the past, and they are just, like, loving on. Um, they were bird Piqueño. people in
1: the past? Well, they, there
3: sorry. Were people who were birds? They did not currently have any birds, but previously they had been, like, bird judges. I'm not saying the right thing. They would go to bird shows, and they would, like, judge birds in, like, the good oh, kind wow. of way and give out prizes. And then they, they didn't have birds for a really long time, and so Pequeño kind of, like, rekindled their, their bird affection. Wow, Pequeno uh-huh. would do that. I know. He's so great.
1: Yeah, he was good. We never
3: cut his feathers because I think that that's not the way to have a bird. And we let him fly around our house and land on us. And I just friggin loved him. And oh, he Picanha. ran. A,
1: he, he ran. He flew away and came back.
3: Yeah. Well, that's not the story I want to tell. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm um, taking a hard left turn. <laughs> this is a story about not, not my pet. One time I was babysitting And it was the summertime, so I was wearing shorts. And the family, they had like three kids and a dog. And so my focus was primarily on the children. But, okay, so this dog, it was, I I don't know, maybe some sort of like pug, kind of smaller. Yeah, I might be getting that wrong. But something along those lines as far as breed of animal. This dog could not stop licking my legs. I was wearing shorts I there's nothing I could do. I would you know I would sit on the floor with the kids and this dog was like snarling like lapping me up. Up and down my legs, just like could and like just slobbering everywhere. I don't, I was like, what is on me? And and it like it wasn't just like one spot, it was just like all over my legs. Like I was some tasty treat. I mean but I was he knew. so grossed out. I'm just like, oh, I don't like I'm not trying to have like my legs wet, all 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 of all of my legs. <laughs> wet from dog slobber. So then I I put the dog in the kitchen like they had a baby gate. And so I'm like, all right, maybe if I'm just like away from the dog. The alternative was the dog was just like feverishly barking and jumping because it was like ravenous to try and get at my legs again. So in the end, I had to make the decision. Do I let the dog bark, jump, just be at its very wits end or do I let the dog just keep like my legs. Like he wasn't, he wasn't being like mean about it. He wasn't biting. It never turned into like, maybe I'll eat you. It was just always just let me keep licking your legs. Cause this is the best thing yeah. that he's ever
1: done in his whole life. And that, and that is why women stay in unhealthy relationships <laughs> yes. right there.
3: And so unfortunately, <laughs> Jen, here's your vulnerability. I chose let the dog lick my legs. Yep. Yeah. It he'll was he'll better look. than the dog barking, but I still left yeah. feeling a little bit violated and changed forever. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And so cool. I don't have
1: any dogs now. Right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for another story. But if you got to go, we want to thank you for listening and for your kind reviews on Apple podcasts like this one from Girl Quick. It happens to be five stars. It's called Must Listen. It says, I absolutely love these ladies. I look forward to all of their new episodes. My husband and I found ourselves in $37,000 of credit card debt. We have since been able to pay it off in a year. And listening to these podcasts has encouraged me to try and keep going forward with paying off other debt as well. So many great ideas from them and their guests.
3: Oh, that's amazing. We are here with you as you and your husband pay off that $37,000 of credit card debt. And no shame, just moving forward towards health and well-being. Yes. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode on Instagram, we're adding you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we're giving away $50, five zero, for you to spend in the Frugal Friends shop.
1: Yes. So keep leaving us reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Send the screenshot to reviews at frugalfriendspodcast.com. And don't forget to tag us on social. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Sirianni.
3: Okay, let's get into it. What's your dog babysitting story?
1: (laughs) Okay, this is also why I didn't know if I was going to have kids. Because (laughs) I definitely didn't babysit after this, that's for sure. So I was babysitting and I had done... So I had babysat for this family before like overnight and it went well. And I was in college. I was a young college student though, so I was like 17, 18. And it was... I think one child and one dog, maybe two children, a time is a blur. But so I had done this before and it had been fine. So um, I was babysitting for the family again just on a random afternoon. Uh, The parents were at like some kind of training. So somehow in like this perfect storm of events, the child poops its diaper And the poop ends up outside of the diaper, Uh on the floor, on the baby, whatever. And then also in the same 10 minutes, the dog escapes. Like the door is open. I'm dealing with this kid. And maybe that's why I don't. Maybe there were two kids and I don't remember. And then the door is open and the dog's gone and there's poop and, 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 and it was in that moment that I was like, "This life is not for me." And like, had to call the mom to come home and be like, "There is t- there your dog's gone too much. <laughs> your child has pooped everywhere."
3: <laughs> what was the parents'
1: reaction? Um, they never called me again. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that lines was, up. That checks yeah, out. That checks out for sure. And I never babysat again. And I and and when anybody. Ask me to, I'd just be like, I can't. Like, here's the story. Here's the story. (laughs) And I'm not qualified. And after almost three years of parenting, I still wouldn't babysit. (laughs) Yes. I was gonna say, I
3: mean, the story kind of lines up with some of your experience of motherhood so far. There is there's a lot of poop.
1: A lot of poop. Um, It mostly stays inside the diaper, though, um, because legally I have more skin in the game on this one. (laughs) Except for when they're in the bathtub. Oh, God. Yeah. But I'm not going to add a dog to the equation. (laughs) I'm traumatized by so many things.